Many years ago, long before I was born, my grandfather dug a well on his farm. And that well provided for the water needs of the house and the farm. As the years passed, several other family homes, my own included, were built on the land and each house tapped into that well for its water. When my grandfather first opened that well, could he have imagined that nearly a hundred years later it would still be providing water and providing it for so many different houses and people and purposes? Our home and several others today benefit from the work he did. The same well constantly gushes forth new water, water that has laid there underground for perhaps 5,000 years or more. I thought about that well when I prayed with the image of the Sacred Heart being what the opening prayer of the Mass on the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart calls that overflowing fount of heavenly gifts. On Calvary, the heart of Jesus was pierced and outflowed blood and water, which have always been spiritually interpreted by the Church to signify the grace, mercy, love and life of Christ being poured out upon all humanity. And while that sacred heart was opened way back then on Calvary for the salvation of the world, Jesus rose from the dead and he still had that wound in his side. His heart remained open and it remains open continuing its work of pouring out grace and mercy on the world and on you and me. Jesus revealed the devotion of the Sacred Heart to a French nun in the 17th century, the now Saint Margaret Mary. He did so to encourage people to greater trust and confidence in his goodness and love, in a time in history when various movements and heresies in the church presented a cold and distant, harsh God to the people. To St. Margaret Mary, Jesus said, Sinners shall find in my heart the source, an infinite ocean of mercy. The source in the French, could probably be translated as the wellspring. Sinners shall find in my heart the wellspring and the infinite ocean of mercy. This was not a new teaching, but a reminder from the Lord of a very important truth, that God's loving mercy is infinite in its scope, that there is much, much more mercy in God than there are sins in in any and all of us. But as I say, it wasn't a new teaching. St. John Chrysostom, writing in the 4th century, he says, imagine a spark falling into the sea. Can it exist? Can it be seen? Such is your wickedness compared with the goodness and mercy of God. But even this comparison fails to convey an adequate idea of the mercy of God. For the sea, vast as it is, he says, has limits, has a shore, whereas the mercy and goodness of God 
is boundless. It has no limits. It's infinite. Jesus' sacred heart remains open as a sign of his openness and willingness to receive sinners and pour out mercy in exchange for the sins of the world. Jesus' open heart is a declaration from him, come to me, I am open for business. And there is an exchange that goes on. We give to him our misery and he gives us his mercy. This is the business of the merciful heart of Jesus. He is open for business. If for a single instant the heart of Jesus were to close itself off to us or to the world, the world would cease to exist, for it would be crushed and ground to dust under the weight of its immense sin. But the heart of Jesus is not closed. It is forever open. One day, my grandfather's well will give its last drop of water and it will permanently dry up. Indeed, for us, sometimes in really warm, hot summers, the well would temporarily dry up. But there was always more later in the year, it more coming forth. But one day it will permanently dry up. But the wellspring of salvation, which is the sacred heart of Jesus, will never dry up, never close itself off. The invitation, though, is to go to that heart and drink from it. As the saying goes, though, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. The church has the task of presenting the wellspring of salvation to the people, to the world, of leading people to that wellspring. And all the love and mercy and grace that is in the heart of Jesus has been poured into the sacraments of the church. When my grandfather dug his well, they had to use buckets and carry the water from the well to the house or to the animals. But as time progressed, pipes were put in and taps were put in, and it was easier. So all you had to do was turn the tap and the well spring flowed in and out through that tap for the needs of the house and the farm. The church has seven taps where we can tap into that wellspring of grace and mercy, the sacred heart of Jesus. These are the seven sacraments. What do we need to do? We need to drink from them. How do we drink from them? We go to them and we turn the taps. And the turning of the tap is, in a certain sense, we come to these sacraments with faith. We come with a thirst for the Lord. Only those who wish to drink from this wellspring, do drink from it. And only those who fall in love with Christ, who approach Christ with faith, only they have the desire and the thirst to drink from it. Though all of us, whether we have faith or not, we are thirsting for what the Lord can and does give. Many 
have turned away from the sacraments. They have turned off the taps. So the grace of God, which is superabundant and superabundantly available, remains untapped. They're like men dying of thirst while seated beside a pool of the best clean, fresh water. Today, the sacred heart of Jesus is open, proclaiming in that image of the sacred heart, we see it proclaiming with its wound, I'm open. Come to me, come to my heart. All you who are thirsty, come and drink from this wellspring of salvation. We ask the Lord on this special feast day to stir up in the hearts of us all a greater thirst for him, for his love, for his mercy, for his grace, and for all the goodness that he wishes to pour from his heart into ours. O sacred heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you.